0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sean Salisbury Show. He is Sean Salisbury. I am Adam Sager. Another episode, more college football we're talking today, Sean. We're starting right out the gate. Let's give our top five teams going into the season. Kicks off just a couple weeks. We saw the coaches poll come out with, you know, the normal teams at the top. We kind of talked about some of the teams we weren't quite sure if we thought they deserved to be in the top five, top ten, top fifteen. So let's just give our top five heading in. Um, I know I'm going to disagree a little bit with the coaches and and what I see, but let's start with number one. Who is your number one team? Why don't you roll? Okay. I'll go first. I got Alabama. I, I just think Alabama is the team every year. You can argue putting they should just be the number one team going into the season every single year. That's how good of a thing Nick Saban has going right now. And at uh, Alabama, it, it, he just keeps rolling these five-star recruits in. Now he's getting quarterback play each year, which is something that, you know, it used to be the 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 John Parker Wilsons, those type of guys, A.J. McCarrens that weren't going to win you games, but they ran the ball down your throat. Now they're getting, you know, Tua has done stuff, Jalen Hurts. Now we've got Bryce Young. So we got guys that are competing for Heisman's, winning Heisman's, Doing great things in the passing game. And that's just another, you know, more credit to Nick Saban to continually keep bringing in new offensive coordinators each year. And they continually put up big numbers each and every year. So to me, when you have Bryce Young, I would have him as my number one quarterback going in right now. I think CJ Stroud's right behind him, but I have Bryce Young being just the playmaker that he is and the way they just continually develop talent. Uh, They're my number one team.
1: All right, are we, now let me ask you this, is this going into the season or how you feel about them coming out? Nope, just this so is I just preface.
0: going in, you know, in a couple of weeks, we got the kickoff and, and okay. just where you have them right now. Maybe you don't think Alabama's a, a college football playoff team. Maybe you think, you know, whoever is going to come in. But right now, who is your top five teams? And then maybe before the I'll, season, I'll we'll, Alabama. we'll get in and we'll say, okay, this is our projection for the final four and so on
1: yeah then we definitely need to do that because my number one now will differ from my number one when it's all said and done yep. okay but alabama i think they've got the best defensive player in america yep and quite frankly maybe the best player in america to be honest with you um they they very well might have the best defense and offensive player in america with a quarterback and a, you know on sure. and uh a possible one and two or one and three type pick in the draft. They're, the, they're, those, they're that good. So I'll go with them going in. And you're right, Saban gets to the point where people recruit him. He doesn't need to recruit. Right. He does. But if you get the point with name, image, and likeness now, and it's going to have to ramp up his game a little bit. But when you talk about depth, a fantastic quarterback, you know they will run it. They're always physical, and their defense is nasty. And coming out of a season when you didn't win the national title, I always wonder – how you can do that. There's a, there's an extra anger or energy that goes with Alabama. Usually when you get close and miss out, I think they're the number one team in the country today. Right. I don't think we're going to be saying the same thing in January, but I'll leave it at that.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We'll do that right before the season starts on one of those uh, shows right before, um, you know, so in the next two weeks we'll put out our top four of who we think is in the college football playoff come January or I don't even know if their first games are in December or whatnot. Number two, for me, I have Georgia. I know the coaches had Ohio state. I just think I know they lost 37,000 players to the NFL draft, including everybody on their defense. But in my opinion, the best defensive player on that unit may still be there. And that's Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle. He's a monster. He will be one of the guys that will compete with Will Anderson from Alabama that we just talked about for the uh, maybe the number one pick, depending on which team gets him, but definitely first defensive player off the board. That's how good he is. Then they have a guy in Nolan Smith on defense who was one of their best defenders last year as well, and he's you know coming off the edge. So those two is a combo now, and they'll have to have other guys step up, but we've seen Stetson Bennett win big games. We know Kenny McIntosh is the guy that can come in at running back and run the ball down your throat, which they love to do. And the favorite part of this team for me is the tight end room. When you look at Brock Bowers, who was the best tight end in the country last year, by far as a true freshman. And then you have Darnell Washington, who's like six, nine, just this monster that can do everything. Oh yeah. And then they add in Eric Gilbert from LSU who. Maybe has just the best tools when it comes to being the tight end in the country. Those three, especially with a guy like Stetson Bennett, it, it's going to work perfectly in my opinion, and that's why I have them two over Ohio State.
1: Six, I, that tight end. I'm, I think it, to me, the tight end position in football now is such an important go-to. I do. Everybody needs something to lean on, and they've got three when they're all draft eligible are three draft draftable players. Oh, for sure. I'm talking about all two rounds probably. Oh, there's no question. And the truth of the matter is if they were all draft eligible in the same year, they'd still be top two. rounds. rounds, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Even if they were all three getting drafted in the same draft, that's, we're looking at some, that's a special group. Matter of fact, might very well be, and this may be a little hyperbolic, but I'm not. I'm not far off. This they might very well be the best unit of any unit. I'm talking about mm-hmm. linebackers, tight ends, of depth-wise in the country. That could very well be the best room in the country, just as far as athletes and and impact in the whole thing. It really could be. They they I'll put it this way, they're in the team picture. I can well, sure and, tell you that.
0: And, and I mentioned the three and they have the top tight end recruit in the nation and Oscar Delp who's a true freshman who they say has been making plays all over camp uh, through the spring game and everything. He showed up and he's been, He'll you know, see fighting with the yes, yes, exactly. So they are That's four right. deep of guys right. that are going to be monsters.
1: Frightening. Frightening. Um I love this football team. But I'm going to – I'll get to them shortly. I'm going to go with – if he ain't the first quarterback in the draft and he's not the bad, then it, then he'll be he, – he, he sure ain't the third. Okay, and I think C.J. Stroud. I'm going with Ohio State. Uh, I love – then I'll get to Stetson Bennett. I, you, I have an affinity for him because I, I train a kid who's exactly like him, Segs, honest to God, right now. Now, high praise, right? I'm talking about the measurables, the competitiveness – He's a state champion in high school at one of the five best high school teams in the country year at Katy High School. He constantly – I watch his mechanic. He's a guy – and he's not going to – right now, he's, because of when he walks in the room, he's not 6'4", like Bennett. He's, and he's a, an A student. He's got everything you want, right? Yet when he walks in the room, the 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", guys, are going to get the first look. But I'm going to tell you, somebody is some small or big program out there is going to grab this dude to mine. And it's not—I mean, I, I work with him, and he works hard. And they're going to all of a sudden wake up. Some starter going to leave his glove out on the mound, and this kid's not going to give it back. You know, he's got that ability. Like Stetson being like, "Well, is he ever going to play?" And he just keeps beating people out. Well, I'll get to them. And I like Stetson a bit, but C.J. Stroud's a—this is a, a world—a difference maker, make every throw. And you know, that the the opening game of last year against Oregon, I believe it yep. was. Remember when they might have? I mean. He he threw that interception late in the game, but it didn't back off. The red, you know, when it's the one up the sideline when they had a chance to win, and and, and they lost the game. I just think he's a special skill set, and I'm not sure. I mean, it's Ohio State. They're as good a receiving core as there is in the country on a regular basis, mm-hmm. and they will be explosive again. And and the physical, and they run it. We know they can run it too. You know that with your Michigan Wolverines, mm-hmm. you guys can run it as well. I just think their explosiveness I, – I, I think Ryan Day is a really good football coach. I do. I, I, I When all is said and done, this team could be crowned national champions. They're that gifted now. Well, I'll tell you what sticks out to me a little even more, which I'm bothered by with my choice here. But since it's the beginning of the season, we, can, we reserve the right to change in week three, is they got – bullied against your team last year i'm talking about bullied late in the season and not that they can't you know that they're not talented enough to overcome it but physically i always wonder about the carryover for that stuff like that right like if you go in saying damn we got manhandled by michigan at the line of scrimmage i'm anxious to see how they are there because on the perimeter Say, I know they're going to score. Hell, I oh, know they're sure. going to score. And so, I mean, no matter where you look, you know, they always have corners. The back ends always, they always got those guys. And they always have perimeter players. They will score. I'm anxious to see when they run into a team that's more physical or two, can they, can they bow their neck and, and, and redo this thing. But I am a fan of this football team. Just their, their gifts are through the roof. If you're a quarterback, you love C.J. Stroud's got a chance to say, man, this is really cool. I got some great weapons, but no shock. They always do. Um, but we'll see. But right now, going in, I would have given them more first place votes than the coaches did by just giving him five or whatever it was. Yeah. I, they would have gotten more from me. But I got him number two in the country right now.
0: Yeah. I, moving on to number three, I have Ohio State. When you mentioned CJ Stroud, when you have that type of quarterback that is a number one overall, type of talent in the NFL draft, you're going to be a top five team in the country. And, and they're number three for me. You kind of hit on everything. When you look at their wide receivers with, you know, um, uh, Smith Najigba, who is going to be probably a top oh, 10 pick. A, maybe a the freak. first, Yeah. Yes. Maybe the first wide receiver off the board n- next April, but maybe their best player on offense, not named CJ Stroud is Marvin Harrison, Jr. That kid is just going to be a redshirt freshman he is, you know, he's got all the talent in the world. We obviously know his dad was one of the, had the best, some of the best hands we've ever seen in the NFL. And yeah, just the got route running DNA, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He, we saw what he could do with Peyton Manning there in Indianapolis for over a decade. And then, you know, Julian Fleming's another guy coming back that ha- has put up numbers as a wide receiver. So the offense I'm not worried about. I mean, you mentioned it's that defense. That defense is... Has lost Agreed. some key pieces from last year's defense that I thought, you know, kind of gave them some problems. And, and you mentioned the Michigan game where Hassan Haskins ran wild all over them. I think he scored six touchdowns. They could not stop him. And I just don't know if they'll be able to make that adjustment against the, the big physical teams like Agreed. we talk about in, in the Big yep. Ten and when you, the SEC, just the powerful teams that they will face now they still are going to be in the hunt for the college football playoff come the end of the season and it will most likely come down to that michigan versus ohio state game the last game of the regular yep. season so it's the defense that worries me you know they need a guy like say zach harrison who was the number one recruit in the country a few years back they need him yep. to step up and be that guy to because play so like far, yeah. yeah he's been in terms of where he was rated and hyped he's been a disappointment Solid player, but he's been a disappointment. He's not been as good as everybody thought. People thought he's going to be a Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa type player, and he just has not been. So for me, they're Ohio State's number three.
1: Yeah, and I flipped it. I got Georgia at three instead of two. And a part of it for me, Segs, is twofold. One is you know how hard it is, but this is going in, but it's still hard to – muster two, two years in a row is hard to do it in college football, you know, winning back to back, especially as dominant as they were. And even though they've got these great defensive players coming back and they got a great tight end room and they're going to have weapons and they're so friggin' well-coached and they, some teams will talk it. They actually have proven it and believe it, that they don't have to take a back seat to Alabama. That's the way they feel, right? I mean, they recruit with them now. I mean, it, it we're in for one hell of a good run in that, for for a min for for a minute now it's going to be fun to watch, but I think man, how do you overcome? But it's Georgia and they recruit at five first round picks, and then their linebacker. Why am I losing my the third round pick for Philadelphia? Who might have been? He was as active as a player. As oh they had on yeah, um, yeah, you
0: know that. I'm, they lost all I three linebackers, than. so they're. I know. Yeah,
1: you know who I'm talking about. It's yeah. Like, hey, he uh, was, I mean, runs and, and gotten marked down because he was undersized. And yeah, Tyndall is I the talk,
0: name that keeps coming to my mind, but I know that's, that's not, not it. Him. He's the one that went the, to right. Miami.
1: Right. Uh, so. And it's, it's Philadelphia's third round. It's driving yeah. me crazy. I'll um, find it. But, but it'll, it'll come to me in a sec because, uh, gosh dang.
0: Um, I can picture him. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, I got it, hear it, it starts, I want to
1: say it starts with an N. Uh, Dave, no, not it's. – what is his name? It's driving me crazy. Anyway – and we thought going Dean, Dean as, yeah, as I said, It Dean. starts with yeah. an end. Nicobe Dean, who I loved how active he was right. Undersized, but can do it all. And in on a lot of plays. And he, he I mean, played great all year long and five other cats were drafted in front of him in the first round. And they right. got these young, I mean, it's crazy how good they are, but so can they do that? Can Stetson Bennett continue to gather that energy after playing out of it? I mean, great football last year. And then the offensive player, the, of the game and the national title game. So listen, there's nothing not to like. And this for me is more of just, man, back to back, the energy, all of it. But sometimes winning the second one's more satisfying than the first, because you proved to people that you just didn't flow in and get one. But right. I will, I, I'm going to take them three going in. Plus I believe that, well, the first three teams we've named all play in the two toughest conferences in the country and the sec and the big 10, but I, I'm going to lean towards, the road's a tad bit tougher at the top for them playing some of these teams. And I'll, I'll lean with them at three. But listen, they're just, they're, they'll be, they will be in the playoff. Make no mistake about it. They're
0: that good. Yeah. One, two, and three, I think are set. I think four is where right. it gets interesting. We how, talk how, about it. how
1: you juggle them is up to you, right? Oh, right. That's, that's right, the yeah. thing.
0: Some people are going to have Ohio state one and Bama three with Georgia two. It's just, you know, you can have them anyway, but to me, those are the top three teams gets interesting at four. We talked about with the coaches poll, they had Clemson at four and Notre Dame at five. To me, we talked about why both of those teams are not worrisome in the fact that they won't be a good team, but that, I don't know if they're top five right now. So to me, number four, Listen, if you've paid attention to our shows over the years, everybody knows I'm a Michigan fan, but I have Michigan at four. We saw Jim Harbaugh finally get over the hump last year against Ohio state. And he did it in a variation of how he wants to play plus a new age style of football, which we hadn't seen from Jim in his first, you know, seven, eight years at Michigan. He was a, I'm going to run it, run it, run it. I don't care what you do. I'm going to run it, run it, run it. And then I'm gonna run it some more. Now he's finally opened up. He brought in uh, the the guy from Alabama, I'm blanking on his name, uh, the offensive coordinator that now went to Miami. They brought him in, and uh, Josh Gaddis, and then he left for Miami. Now they bring in another two coordinators. They're going co-with Matt Weiss and Sharon Moore, but they say they have this all figured out. And the other thing about that, he had to replace Mike McDaniel, who is um, now back with the Baltimore Ravens as their defensive coordinator. He left the Ravens to come to Michigan for one year. He went back. So they're replacing him with Jesse Minter. Who's a great young defensive mind. So can they replace David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson? That That's the key. That's the whole key. I think there's other guys that, you know, can step up and replace a Dax Hill on the back end, who was a first round right. pick. So it's not easy, right. but they have guys, they have talent in the back end. It's, Can those two pass rushers that made such a difference last year, both, I think Hutchinson had 13 sacks, broke the Michigan record, broke his dad's record. And then David Ajabo, I think had 11. So you're talking almost 25 sacks between both of them. Can they replace that? Offensively, I think, I honestly think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be better. I think Cade McNamara, he got his shoes wet, got his feet wet and he took off. JJ McCarthy is a, Five star recruit for a reason. It sounds like they're going to kind of go with the same they went with last year, Sean, with more JJ McCarthy. So right. I think that's going to be better for them. And they have weapons all over the place. They have their wide receiver room is eight deep right now of guys that have played meaningful snaps last year or in years past. So, and they had the best offensive line in football. Right now they're talking that this line is better than last year's. So offensively, I think they're going to be fine can they replace the two big guys on the edges? And that's the key for them.
1: And two really good guys on the edges you're talking about, which can become a hard replacement, but you're right. And physicality is not going to be a problem for them. No. And they can run it. Their back is is nasty. And their run game, they push it, but they also have the ability to do stuff with their quarterback. But they're very difficult to game plan for. And now that Jim's out, you know, just thinking outside the box because of, the change, and I do not subscribe. I'm not a two quarterback guy, Segs. I'm not right. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually not, but McCarthy brings such a dimension to it that he, he it's a bitch to game plan for them because of his. Even though he's not, and you're going to see more of him this year, regardless of yeah. how Mac and America. Though. And you're going to There's see more of his that,
0: arm this that's, year. That's exactly. Last year was a use lot of legs,
1: right? And he he is a he is a fantastic skill set and a lot of people in the offseason like, well is he gonna transfer what's he gonna try that kid's a michigan kid and he ain't going and and tribute to him as you and i talked about i think a month ago or so just just quickly about you know this guy didn't leave school because and there's there would have been people waiting in line for him to go start oh, i'm talking 100%. about powerhouse schools yes. in the country yep. so I, I am a big fan i i got him four as well Sigs. Now, I know it's two SEC, two Big Ten, and neither one of us. It's not like I'm playing favors. I'm a Pac-12 guy anyway. Um, but going in, they're, they're the four best teams in my mind. Now, listen, while I understand Clemson's skill set, I'm concerned about their I, – I would have two or three teams ahead of Clemson. Honestly, I have them like seven or eight. And, and now, if Uwe Ungalele plays great football, then we may be having a whole different conversation here. But going in, I just don't trust Clemson enough yet, this no. year, right now, today. And so with that, I do have Michigan for all the reasons I don't need to belabor them. My favorite thing about them is that when it gets to the as as long as their perimeter and where they've got receivers and we saw them elevate their play and their team speed is 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 so much better now that. I'm not even talking about for. Life. I'm talking about you know, 15 years. It was like Notre Dame. The way to beat them is you. Ohio State is they're too fast, right? Mm-hmm. They just, I mean, you get together and they're just too much team speed on the edge on the perimeter. Oh, just
0: three, four years ago, Ohio That's State right. just had too much speed.
1: Too much. That's right. And Michigan has closed that gap. Yes. And physically, they kicked their ass last year, as we saw. So, and I'm big late on the ability to move. Listen, Georgia won playing defense and kicking your ass at the line of scrimmage in the. Night national title game, then making big plays when they were there. When Alabama got when, – when, when they took care of Alabama, when Alabama took care of their business, you know, they both flip-flopped that situation. That, that Georgia – that, that uh, Alabama and Georgia both physical. I'm talking about the, Michigan physical. You start to look at the teams in the end. you got to have a great quarterback play, and you better be able to thump people, and Michigan can. So for all those reasons, plus team speed – I got them at 4-2, and like I said, Clemson. I'm going to tell you right now, if you put my feet to the fire and said, give me your fifth team, I I might very well put Utah there. The conference they're playing in, I've told you this, and and they're physical, they've got an underrated but a playmaking quarterback. that I I would put them ahead of Clemson, I would. They may not be as skilled, but in a fist fight, I'll take Utah. I I will right now. I'm talking about today. Mm -hmm. Now, in three weeks, we may be saying, whoo. This Clemson team looks a little different now, right? This is—I this is, mean, Ua Anglele looks like the guy that we thought, and they're back to it. So until I see different, and I love Utah. They remind Utah and Michigan have a lot of similarity, sakes at the line of scrimmage, the physicality part of it. Uh, they don't have as many playmakers, obviously, as Michigan does, but and it's a winnable. And I think they'll be less battle-tested or less beat up when the season goes on. The Trojans will be their biggest threat in the in the conference, you know, USC, but. I would put I would put Utah five or six, but I would have and I think Baylor is going to give people fits all year long. I do. But I got your Michigan Wolverines. We got the same four. We just got them in different positions. Mm -hmm. I think Michigan, I'd have Michigan ahead of Clemson right now as well.
0: Yeah, for me, number five, you just hit it. Utah. I had them written down here. I, I, I think that just everything you just mentioned and Cam Rising, he has the talent. To lead a team and, Dude, and do more, he can than, play. yeah, than what we've seen Utah do. You you mentioned Utah and Michigan reminding you, Utah reminds me of Michigan like two years ago, like where they're still right. heavy on the right. let's ground and pound, and, but now they have that quarterback that you're like, okay, maybe something they need can the happen playmaker here. to go make yes. Right. So right. they have That's that exactly guy right. in Cam Rising, and you know the defense is going to be physical. You know the defense is going to you know just. Kick your ass, play in, play out, and, and, and never. And they're well
1: coached, Sags. Yes. Like Michigan, they, they are well coached and they don't get themselves beat very often. And it's been a minute. To, I mean, they got to play, like you said, if the quarterback can make the and, and spread that field for them where you can't, they're going to be dangerous to deal with, I assure you. And you're 100% correct.
0: Yeah. It's going to be so interesting to see how they match up against USC, against Oregon. Uh, th- those are the main three from from the Pac-12 Agreed. that, you know, are going to have a chance to kind of break that spell of, of the Pac-12 just kind of not being there in the end of the year. The, the, there's three teams there's that no should be able to. Now they're going to, you know, they're going to eat each other up at some point, but hopefully one of those teams shows that they are there. And right now I'd have Utah as the best team. I would have USC and more towards 10 than the coaches did. I think they had them at 15, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, And you mentioned Clemson would be down a little bit, seven, eight, Notre Dame would probably be six. It just worries me with all the new coaching and the new quarterback and the new, you know, it's everything. So it's, it's, and it's a rookie head coach there at Notre Dame. It's not a, you know, hard job. Like when Brian Kelly came in where he had been places and no Brian Kelly left and Marcus Freeman has taken over. He's never done this before at this level in terms of being a head coach. So, it's going to be interesting, but those five teams uh, are, to me, the top five teams in the country right now.
1: Agreed. I watched. 100% agree.
0: Utah, or Michigan, or one of them's going to go out and lose their first game, and we're going to look like <laughs> idiots. But hey, that's what you well, do I, here. Sometimes. I'll tell you
1: what, though, that yeah, that though, the, the there are some early big games that somebody's going to post a loss in a hurry, and we're going to sit there and scratch our head. Yet they may still end up in the playoff. That's how. Right. There's, well, a, yeah, there's, you, there's some good teams, yeah.
0: You look at Ohio State last year, you know, they lost the game to Oregon. Against and, Oregon, right. And they were still there in the end until if they would have beat Michigan, they had the leg up to get into the college football playoff. So an early loss doesn't hurt, but we'll see. And sounds like we could be maybe getting up to 16 teams here in the next few years. We'll, we'll talk about that whenever that decision comes. I'm down okay here. with
1: it too. I don't need any more yeah. than that. with six, no, 16 better not okay be more. I don't need any I, more than that. Right.
0: I kinda, I'm leaning on the side of eight myself. I think eight is the perfect number, but if they give me 16 and they do it right and, and they figure things out in a much better way, I, I, I can live with 16. Uh, speaking of college football, moving around Agreed. the big 10 is moving to CBS, not this season next year. We're gonna so the that two thirty game that we normally see, uh, you turn to CBS and you see the big SEC signia pop up and, and you hear the music and you hear the, the announcers. It's just like ah, oh, it's SEC time. Well, that's not gonna be there anymore. That's gonna be on ESPN and we're gonna have Big Ten games in that two thirty slot on CBS. We'll also have night uh, Big Ten games on NBC, where unless uh, Notre Dame is playing. Notre Dame normally plays in that 230 slot as well, or 130 slot, depending on which game it is. Uh, Just your thoughts on, I think it was a 10-year, $350 million deal that CBS got, or the Big 10 got from CBS and NBC, and then the Big 10 will also still be on Fox. So a lot of moving parts, the college football landscape, just in every way possible, has been turned upside down. We can't even go to the normal channels we watch these games at. Without being right. like, oh shit, that's the Big Ten now, like it's or that's right. the Pac twelve or if they're even around anymore in two years, it's just craziness right now.
1: Yeah, Sigs, I'm it here. I, I'll tell you, the first surprise is that ESPN didn't pay the money. Honestly, right. I, mean, I figured you want to dominate. They're going to, though. there's the two most powerful conferences now, and four years from now are the the SEC and the Big Ten. I figured mm-hmm. they'd want to corner the market, which they do. They have every – I mean, 80% or 90% of the bowl games. They've cornered the market on all of it. And I, I'm thinking now that – so people are out there, well, what's going to happen with college game day? College game day can still show up at Ohio State, Michigan. Hey. They just won't be broadcasting the main game. Okay, right. that's it. That's that's it. But you'll still see them in Big Ten country doing all that. So that's one thing. But it took three for the price I mean, th- three NBC and – and now if NBC – think of it, if Notre Dame ever does go, I'm talking about if they ever do mm-hmm. change and go to the Big Ten, NBC's right there still long, so they wouldn't have to change that with NBC yep. and with Fox, who's trying to get heavy in, as you and I know, Segs with their college traveling show, trying to get to – trying not to let USC dom- – I mean, uh, USC, that's, that's Pac-12. They're trying not to let ESPN dominate this whole college football thing with the pregame show. And now, listen – you get that if you if your CBS and them combined, you get that big ten. You're getting a at two thirty on a Saturday. If you don't get the SEC, you're getting what is the equivalent of as good. A, I mean, they're mm-hmm. dominant conference. So, I, I the the shocker was at ESPN let it get away, but now you're going to find it. I mean, they're they got every which way to get you more than the different games at different time slots plus the main one at two thirty, and I'm curious to see how if it, you know, like during the week, now listen, it's only human nature If ESPN. You're going to cover the teams because that's what they do. But during their shows during the week, how much love will they give the Big Ten? You know, on mm. TV, you know, just that the viewing eyes and stuff. Say, so I'm just curious. I would imagine, you know, the, when Reese is doing the show during the week and all that, of course, they're going to give him the love. And the, when they're doing the show, you know, the the polls, when they get into that later in the season, when they're, when they're putting the four in there and the top and the votes start to come in. I don't think it's that big a deal. I'm, I'm sitting there, well, who needs more? Does the Big Ten need ESPN or does ESPN need the Big Ten? Well, when you got NBC and you got Fox and you got CBS, I think you cover it pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. Yep, you're fine.
1: So I would say the Big Ten's going to be fine, thank you. And I think it was really smart by those three to combine their resources and make this bid so you don't. You, you don't give everything up to you because, listen, the Big Ten, no matter what anybody else does, if the Big Ten and the SEC or at ESPN, the market is cornered for a long time. So yeah. it makes for good competition, but there's nothing the same as that you and I have been watching in the last five years that you and I have watched college football. Things are a-changing. It's going to be weird not to have the SEC game at 2.30 yep. the, with their group calling it. But you know what? Hell, if you don't embrace change, you get left behind. So I'm anxious to see what it looks like with those groups, those three networks uh, with the Big Ten. It's good.
0: Yeah, it is. It is good. Hey, change never hurts anybody. It's just getting used Great. to it. And that's right. the big thing. All right. I had written down, you know, kind of what college quarterbacks you were uh, looking forward to, but I think we'll get to that early next week. Just, you know, a few minutes left. Well, we here. got a
1: group of them. Don't we Yeah, we got we a
0: group got, of them that and we some kinda,
1: nobody are talking about. We,
0: right. mentioned, we mentioned one or two that I had written down, but there's a few others that we haven't talked about that. I want to get your opinion on, but I saw this right before the show hit. The Browns or Mary Kay Cabot there in Cleveland put out that if the Browns get hit hard, or not the Browns, Deshaun Watson gets hit hard with a suspension and say it's a year or 12 games longer than what they're talking right now. She says the Browns would consider trading for Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers. Now, it's interesting because he does cost a ton of money against the cap, and they did go out and and get a quarterback, but... Jimmy Garoppolo's a legit starter in the NFL and um, Jacoby Brissett. Am, am I right on that? Is it Jacoby yeah. Brissett? Yeah, that they have there. Yep. It's yep. he he's a big upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. Brissett's a nice player, but he's a backup. Jimmy Garoppolo is a, is a starter in the NFL. Now, where you tier him, that's one thing. But do you think it makes sense for the Browns to say, we'll give you a third or round pick or whatever it is to the 49ers? to go get Jimmy G if Deshaun Watson gets hit with a year long suspension.
1: I think it makes perfect sense. And I'm going to tell you this. I believe by the time, I believe by the time we're doing this show next week Mm -hmm. that Deshaun Watson's uh, year or more will come down. I I, I believe. And even if it's 12 games or more by the time he gets ready and goes and you're in a stretch run of the season, you know, he's going to have to get into some rhythm, which he will. He's a great player. We know that. So I'm going to say that comes down, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this. I believe that Brissette will start until Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. I think that's, I, I think, I think that's going to happen. And here's why I think it's going to happen, Sags. And you know everybody knows going in it's for one year. As long as the Watson suspension ends after one year, it's not more than that. Right. For one year, you get a chance to – let's say you give up a third rounder for him. Remember all the assets they – if you're the 40, you know, the, the Browns or whatever it is you're mm-hmm. giving up. Now think about the assets that they gave up for Watson, right? I mean, to get Watson. Now, Garoppolo goes on. Now, listen, I know this about Garoppolo, and I'm on in San Francisco and, ironically, Cleveland every week during the year, right? So been on both this week. Mm-hmm. That, the, that, that, that with this, Garoppolo is really solid and good when he's on a good roster. San Francisco, good roster one of the best winning percentages over the last two or three years of quarterbacks in a league. And while it's not because of him, it's not in spite of him either that they've been to two NFC championship games and a Super Bowl in three years. And he started there three full seasons and then been hurt one of them, right? And the other one, he came in the last five or six games, with what, 5-0 and 0 at the end right. of the first season yep. he got there. So the guy, and if he has a decent fourth quarter, not a three for 11, he beats right. Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yep. And we're ha- And the whole narrative has changed on Jimmy Garoppolo. That's one, segs real quick. And then two is, I mean, like when people talk about him coming to the Texans, he wasn't going to make a four-game difference to the Texans. The roster's not good enough. He's not Rodgers or one of those guys or uh, the, the Mahomes at Care Allen that carries you for six weeks on his back. But he does fit into play action, Nick Chubb, good runner. All those things is a, is a great mix for him. So when he's healthy and going, I believe, and if you're the Browns, you say, I owe it to the roster. And I owe it to the fan base. We got a good roster. Why waste the year and call it a bye year because Watson's not there? Screw that. You go out and you go give him a, get him an asset. San Francisco, while they may love the depth of Jimmy, you're not keeping him backing up for 20-some million bucks a year, and you're just not. And so you're going to move him. And when you do, you're Cleveland, you jump on it, you play him. And at the end of this, you know what you do? If Garoppolo gets you to the playoffs with that team, guess what happens? You've now increased his value for next year when you move him mm-hmm. and get another asset that you need anyway. So it, 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 you're renting him for a year. He knows it. He's going to want to play well and get out and do that. So it makes perfect sense. I'm going to say when all is said and done, you won't see Watson this year prediction, and I may be wrong. Jacoby Brissett holds it down until Garoppolo's healthy, and then Garoppolo starts in Brissett, who's a solid backup and a really good teammate, and then the Browns, got to, their offense is better and that's the reason you, you're not bringing Jimmy in to back up Jacoby. It's right. that, a fact. So, yeah, I think when all said and done, Garoppolo starting. Brissett at some point will be the backup, maybe not the first couple weeks because Jimmy's still healing on his throwing shoulder. And Deshaun Watson, more than likely you won't see him this year because they're going, they're going all in on this and with Goodell handpicking the guy to go after him. Even if it's 12 games, that's still – I'm not sure I wouldn't still go after Garoppolo to hold the thing down until we get there, I, I'm, honestly. So I think it's going to happen. I think where there's smoke, there's fire, and this is the most logical team for him to go to. I still believe – Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback in the league, like you said. To me, it's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, it just – it makes all all the sense in the world to, like you said, not punt on this season, to to, that's right. to at least give yourself a chance because you have a lot of players – And you're looking, you know, Amari Cooper's not getting any younger. Uh, You have some young players that have stepped up and ready to take that next step. And, you know, Kareem Hunt is still there one more year because they told him no. So there's a lot of talent on that team. And you cannot punt when you have that kind of talent. Even if it's for a quarterback that, you know, you're not expecting to go win you a Super Bowl, but he's a guy that you can win with and go far in the playoffs with
1: well guess what he's been to the lot that most exactly. of that roster hasn't he's been to a super bowl yep. so at least he's got some 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 deep playoff chops and a super bowl and who the hell knows he goes on a roll and then this super bowl if, if the browns are capable of getting there hell cincinnati got there last year last year why not the browns mm-hmm. right now i know Burrow's a different cat now this is a hell of a player but the roster i mean you can't tell me cleveland's roster is not as good overall as Cincinnati's was mm-hmm. last year. So who's to say that Garoppolo doesn't go in and play out of his mind in the postseason and do it? I just know this. I'm with you. I, I, I'm not telling my fan base, hey, by the way, we're just going to kick it away and let, throw it out of bounds for the season and we'll just see in 2023. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think it's fair to your team. It tells me that you think that one player is bigger than the roster. If you just say, well, no, no disrespect to Brissett, oh, Deshaun's not here, so the seed, we're just not going to show up, right? Mm-hmm. No. You you do it and it's the logical person to go get Sags.
0: Yep, it just makes a lot of sense. All right, that'll do it yep. for this episode. Again, you can find it on Spotify, iHeart, all the podcast platforms, or you can go to believe.com and subscribe to it and get the episodes as we download them and put them out there. So you can follow Sean at Sean Unfiltered me at Adam G Sager on Twitter. That'll do it. We're getting close to football. We got a lot of it's preseason here. games. But the real stuff—that's what we're waiting for—and we still got a well, few. When we weeks come of back that.
1: on Tuesday, come back Tuesday. Another thing, oh, just to, for a quick talk, Segs, your thoughts as well, and I'll give you mine on coaches that don't like practicing against other teams. Okay. Lovey Smith said that in Houston he won't do it, which I find a little odd. I'm 180 degrees different on that on that focus, and I like Lovey, but we'll talk about that because I find it interesting and where preseason's going in the future. Will we play preseason like they do in college eventually, where it's just games because of injuries and money and no preseason games? Let's talk about that next week.
0: Sounds good. That'll do it. The Believe Network. Thanks. See you.